Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we are going to be reviewing Molly's Game, I, Tanya, and Darkest Hour. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how are you doing? Doing alright, man. How are you doing? I am doing pretty well. I'm excited to be talking about these movies because we are really getting into the thick of the Oscar contenders at this point, and it's just exciting. And there's a couple of these movies that I am really excited to talk about. So, yeah, it's it's a good time of the year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so... What I mean, you've been you've been pretty busy on Agents of Shield. Did you finish with that? Yes. Uh, let's say I'm all caught up, so we can finally have the discussion we've been talking about. Nice. By nice. the way, um, maybe we can do that on the next episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I still, if if it's gonna make me be honest with you, I still don't agree with you on that. But we'll talk Fair about enough. a little more in the next episode, Fair though. Enough. Uh, but I yes, I am finally finished with Agents of Shield, which is great news. So you're I caught up now... into the episode that was on tonight, right? You haven't watched the one that was on tonight, right? Oh God, I guess I guess I'm not caught up. I, I mean, I haven't watched that either. So you're as caught <laughs> no. up as I am. So. <laughs> yes, I'm, I, uh, I I'm up to episode last episode I saw was episode five. Yes. So yeah, I mean that's uh, that's the last episode I saw. Um, which I was actually that's probably like been probably yeah. like my favorite episode. Yeah, that was a good episode this season. Episode, yeah. Um, right. I just absolutely loved it because because yeah. Lance was back and I I loved it. But sorry, yeah. Yeah. Short, enough uh, Agents of I, Shield. We're moving yes, on. I'm, I'm happy because I get to now breathe. Yeah. I'm not so consumed in Agents of Shield anymore. Because <laughs> um, I mean, you have to notice something. I mean, the, the show each episode is like 45 minutes. So I'm just like network TV. Oh, you gotta love God. it. <laughs> uh, so it just it takes forever. And um, I finally got done with it, and I'm glad I finally got done with it, because it's like it's not even that it's just 45 minutes. It's also like five freaking seasons, and it's 22 episodes long. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, I'm glad that I'm finally caught up. It took forever, but I'm finally glad. So now I'm actually, I actually just started the ranch. Um, nice. I'm caught, I'm catching up on that. And then after that, I'm going to watch Black Mirror, the new season that just came out. I really need to watch that show. Uh, you really need to watch that show. It's a really great anthology show. I've watched um, a couple episodes here and there, but I've never actually gone through and watched it. I need to. You need to. I, you don't need to really watch it in order. I mean, you can even watch season four and yeah. start. And, um, but I absolutely love Black Mirror. Black Mirror is just, it's kind of like the Twilight Zone, and it just screws with your head, and it just leaves you thinking. Um, still to still to date, my favorite episode is with Toby Keewell. But anyways, I mean that's that's my lineup of shows right now. And after that, I believe it's gonna be Punisher. And after that, then I can finally focus on like Handmaiden's Tale and The Crown. But there's just so many shows that are coming back, especially with the season being over. There's gonna be also <sighs> TV coming back, so it's gonna be hard to binge. Yeah. Uh, especially with work and doing the show and just you know family business. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's just it's just a relief. It's just it's just I feel like I feel like a huge weight is lifted <laughs> off my shoulders. Yeah. Now you can start working on the other shows. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, yeah one but one last. To, I got to watch two movies today, which yeah. I haven't done in a minute, and I did it by myself. So awesome. Yeah. 
uh, one last TV note before we jump into these movies, and we're going to start with Molly's game. But uh, one last TV note. Atlanta season two just got announced the release date today, and I am so happy. Uh, I basically lost my mind on Twitter. So, yes, I'm very I, excited for, for Atlanta to come back. So I, I didn't really care for Atlanta. I, I watched, like, three episodes, and I was like, I... Does not from I just I it wasn't really my thing. I mean, it was just like I saw that first episode with Enrique. He showed me I believe it was episode eight, where it was B A N best episode. And then I try to watch it chronologically. I think I got to episode three, and I just really wasn't invested. I believe it's because I mean everybody was just telling me it was like the funniest show, and then I watched. It's a different kind of comedy. I watched Big Mouth. I watched like I watched the Seventy Show. I watched The Ranch, which is also kind of like a mini drama too. Um, I don't know. I just I just really wasn't hitting me as much as I thought. Like I was expecting episodes like episode eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just I wasn't getting that. Fair so enough. I kind of just. It's not for everybody, lost, I guess. I just lost the interest. All right. I mean, well, let's get into these sorry. TV shows. <laughs> Let's. You mean the movies? Or, yeah, movies. Jeez, we've been talking about TV so much. <laughs> I'm just, I'm out of it right now. Like, if you, you guys have no idea, but my life is insane right now. But we are going to jump into these movies. Excuse me, um, and we're going to start with Molly's Game. Uh, Molly's Game. If you do not know, I believe this is based on a t- true story, and it's based on a book as well. So uh, we're going to be story of Molly Bloom. Yes. She was. Uh... She was basically like being one of the runner-ups and joining the Olympic team. Yes. And uh, basically it's about how she's trying to prove herself as innocent. Um, she ran this high-stakes poker game. Um, and she's just trying to really prove herself innocent here. She did do um, some she- illegal things, but there were a lot of things that were accusing her of that were not true. Or she alleges were not true. Um, and I think... Just Chastain, just Alba, Kevin yes. Costner... And it's directed by Aaron Sorkin. Yes, and so. I think that is the important aspect of this. Um, other than Chastain, because I think she's going to get a little bit of buzz for actress. I don't know if she's... I don't think she's going to get a nomination this year. I don't think it's necessarily the year for that. But anytime Aaron Sorkin is writing a script, the movie that it is is going to get buzz. And I think that's why it's important to talk about how this is based on a true story and it's based on a book. Because that helps us talk about what category uh, his script is probably going to be nominated in. And it'll probably be adapted screenplay. Um, And this is Aaron Sorkin's first time directing, which is very fascinating. And that's actually something big that I do want to talk about when we start getting into this movie. But let's start with our overall thoughts. Ozzy, what did you think of this movie? Uh, I don't know. I mean... It, it just wasn't my movie. I'll say that. Like, mm-hmm. I, the stuff that was going on, I really didn't... Some of the stuff I really didn't particularly care for. Um, I did think the performances were were, were kind of solid. Um, I could feel... I could tell Idris Elba's accent was slipping from time to time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jessica Chastain. For me, Jessica Chastain has kind of played the, the same kind of roles... Yeah, it does for the feel past that. Two years, yeah. and it kind of just for me, it kind of just feels like a case okay, of doing it again. Um, so I mean, it wasn't really nothing necessarily strong in this movie that really stood out. And it wasn't that this movie was bad; it just didn't really grab me. And it, mm-hmm. it, this movie has the right ingredients, has the right stuff in it, but it really didn't 
grab me like I thought it like I thought it should. Yes. Um, I found some of the stuff confusing. I don't know. I, a little I've bit. really never played poker. Yeah. So maybe like you guys, some people who <laughs> know poker would get it more than I do. So I'm not going to dock points because of that. Um, but I mean, again, I mean, there's just some stuff. I mean, for me, she's kind of been playing the same thing for two years now. I mean, she was basically the same. She had the same role technically last year. It, um, it, it felt very similar. I agree with you there. Yeah. But um, again, performances were kind of solid. Um, the cinematography was was good, wasn't bad. Uh, some of the the it just Alba had a scene in here where he was just going all out. Yeah. Uh, which is you know we're starting with positives. He really did well in that scene. I think that scene was actually really well done, executed. Um, he has a really long monologue, and Edges Alba's that's his power. I feel like he <laughs> he presents like every time this man gives a monologue, like it's it like your your eyes are glued to the screen. And he does it here as well. Um. And and you know for the most part, I I do like how the film was kind of narrated, in some senses. I'll talk uh, about that. <laughs> to, yeah, in some senses, like I said, it doesn't. I mean, I liked it for the most part. I thought it really helped guide the story with what was going on. Um, but yeah, what do you got? Um. All right. Well, overall, I think this is an it's an okay movie. I I. I Ultimately, I think there's going to be tons of people who will go in and enjoy this movie and find a lot of the humor that works. And I, I do think a lot of the humorous moments work. And a lot of the dialogue works as well. I, I think, look, this is an Aaron Sorkin script. It's it very, And it very much feels like an Aaron Sorkin script. It's very that quick pace, that fast-moving dialogue. Everything's moving at 100 miles an hour. And it's really flashy. It's That's how he writes. That's Aaron Sorkin. When you hear an Aaron Sorkin movie, you know it's an Aaron Sorkin movie. And this is just another... It's another case of that for me um, with this movie. Uh, so the script in my opinion, for the most part, is definitely a positive. I do have issues with the narration and stuff like that, but I'll get to there. Um, the performances, you're right, are pretty solid. Yes, she's playing kind of the same thing she, that she played last year in, what was that movie called? Um, I forgot what it's called. I mean, she was playing... Miss Sloan. Miss Sloan? Yes. Yes. Yes, Miss Sloan. Um, and... Uh, I, that movie, again, that movie was okay. Like, it wasn't great. Um... And I I don't know. It's not, and I don't want to hold that against her necessarily because it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with this movie that she's playing this role again. It doesn't, but it does feel like, like, where's your range, Chastain? And she's great. She is really good in this movie. I, again, I don't think this is like an Oscar contender role for her, but I do think she's great in this movie. Idris Elba did really stand out for me. Yes, the accent slipped here and there, but I thought overall he was probably the strongest point in the movie for me. And the story, I, I kind of disagree with you in the sense that I was pretty entertained by this story. I actually quite enjoyed it. I think there's some elements of the movie that overwhelm the story a little bit sometimes that bothered me. But overall, I was pretty just throughout entertained and like I wanted to know what was happening next. I don't know this story. So it was fascinating to see it unfold like that. I I had a, a decent amount of fun with this movie. There's just some aspects that I didn't necessarily love, and we'll get to those. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think that the the script and the the Sorkin dialogue really helps to keep people into the movie and invested. But 
there's a couple things that, again, just drag the movie down a little bit for me. So, uh, do you have any other positives you want to get to, or you want to move into negatives? Uh, we can move into negatives. Yeah, I'll let you start off first. Okay. Um, <laughs> and this is the first thing I told my brother after, because my brother, I think Sorkin is one of kind of a, a writer that he really admires, and, and my brother Enrique, who has been on the podcast multiple times, he's our head of video production. He is actually, he writes a lot of scripts. He likes doing those kind of things. Uh, he, he wants to go into the movie making business at some point. Um, and he, what I told Enrique after I saw this movie was you can very much tell that a writer directed this movie. And what I mean by that is it's almost like Sorkin didn't trust that he could make you understand what was happening just by visuals. And he had to have somebody telling it to you. He had to have that narration. And again, I, I know that a lot of people will say narration is a crutch and writers will use that and directors will use that uh, just to kind of hand, like, hold the audience by the hand and show and tell them everything that's going on. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that sometimes it can be really effective a lot. Actually, a lot of my favorite movies, Goodfellas being the prime example, uses narration. It's not inherently a bad thing. But this movie... I. Honestly, how much of this movie is narrated over? It's a lot. There is a lot of narration in this movie. And honestly, you just cut, cut it back a little bit and just let your the regular dialogue and the visuals show us what is happening. And honestly, I think I would have had a much better time watching it. It's just like, I don't need Jessica Chastain explaining to me every bit of what's happening on the screen. There is a lot of narration in this movie. And for me, it just really waters down everything that's going on. I didn't need it. I really didn't. Uh, it very much felt like he was a writer directing this movie, and he's like, okay, how do I tell this bit of the story? All right, I'll write it down, and she can read it. Like, just no, that's you don't need to do that. Just show us. It's, I don't know. It was really frustrating for me um, watching this movie in that way. Uh, so that's my biggest negative. I do have one other thing I want to get to, but what what are your negatives and your thoughts on the what I was just talking about, I guess. I mean, I can understand why you had issues with it. I mean, cause there was a lot of dialogue that she was just spitting out of you. So there was a lot of stuff that she was just saying. And it, sometimes it did feel overwhelming. I mean, I could, I can, I can say that, but I mean, it really didn't bother me as much. I mean, Fair. this for me, I was kind of bored, you know, it was okay. kind of seeing the same things kind of, Play over and over again. Michael Sierra was it? I really don't like him. I really didn't care for his performance. What? I really? really? I like Michael Sierra. In this movie. I don't like. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. I just. I don't yeah. know what it is. Um, I just. I didn't care for his performance. I thought he was a complete dick. Um, he was basically playing himself, which I thought was fascinating. A fascinating choice. I guess he's an actual dick then, because <laughs> it was a. It was. It was messed up what he did. Yeah. But I mean, I. Didn't care for most of the poker stuff that was going on. I didn't care. I, that's, a, that's a problem with this movie. I didn't care for enough of the stuff that was going on. I mean, there's a scene with Kevin Costner and her. Mm -hmm. Good performances? Didn't care? That's a problem. I, like, for me, we didn't get enough characterization in this movie. I agree with that. Um, that scene that just... you're talking about was completely unearned. Like, I feel like those, that was supposed to be this huge emotional climactic moment, and it just fell really flat for me. I, they didn't do a good job of making me care about Chastain as a character enough, you know, 
for me to care about that moment with Costner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it was just some stuff there and stuff with the mom I didn't care for. I mean, I just there's a lot of stuff I particularly didn't, um, and I hate. I and mean, this I've been saying it for like a minute now. I just I didn't. Yeah. It didn't hit me like especially yeah. with her character. I mean, she became. A, like a top-notch like a-lister just like that and there's no there was no there was no there was no transformation she was just one way and then she jumped in another and another thing and i it just it it didn't really mesh well for me and it, it it didn't get enough of her personality all i got was her strategies on how she knows how someone was cheating in poker and and how she would stop people and blah, 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 blah. But we didn't get to see her and we didn't get to see who she is as a person. And that's probably why I didn't care for most of the things that was going on. Hmm. Uh, see, now, as we're talking through this, I, I don't know if I 100% agree with you. Because ultimately, I do think that this was a pretty fascinating character piece. But at the same time, like, it's a very cold character piece. Like, And I think that might be where, where we do kind of agree is... I. I actually found her, found her uh, much like Miss Sloane, and again, it's just because she's she's playing a similar character. Um, I, I I was fascinated by the character, but I didn't feel attached to the character. I'm not saying you necessarily have to feel attached to the character, but if you have a scene that basically asks us to feel for the character, then ultimately you are saying you should be attached to this person, you should care about them. But you have to give us a reason to care about them. So, I don't know. I, I found her to be a fascinating yeah, character, I mean, but not was, necessarily a likable yeah, character. Yeah, I mean, there was a scene with her, you know, something happened. And I was just, and something bad happened to her. And I was just like, I mean, I mean, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, again, I mean, you have to at least give me a reason to at least be rude yeah. for you. And because there's been times like where... You know, people people were in love with Heath Ledger's Joker, not because they liked him, just because they gave exactly. like he was just a very compelling character. Um, but and they never and ask have, us to be like, oh, don't you feel for him? Like, no. Like, yeah, and no, this movie does. This is just exactly, <laughs> and it's yeah. just like you know. Again, I mean, I just don't feel like there was enough depth there for me to particularly even want her to win this case i think for me the only reason why i wanted her to win was because it's just out yes of i agree <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was just like yeah i mean and he's he, he's also like a like he's for me like i can if you see that it just elba is actually trying <laughs> mm-hmm. and that he actually cares about this about this project yeah so i'd say like yeah i mean he is the best performance but i mean other than yeah. that i mean i just didn't care which is a huge um, negative yeah um my other negative though is and when I was talking about the script, I talked a lot about the dialogue. I did not talk about the way this movie's structured, and I don't think the narrative works for this. And maybe that comes down to more editing than to the actual script. But I, I there's a lot of like time jumps, and they're re- it feels really random the flashbacks in this movie because there's a quite a bit where they flash back, and it feels almost like. I felt like maybe they were, like, kind of going through the book and maybe the narration was, like, her, like, the actual words in the book. And I was like, okay, that could be interesting. But then again, Idris Elba's character is reading the book and then she mentions Idris Elba's character in the narration. 
So I was like, okay, so it's not that. And then again, the flashbacks were really random. I just, I was confused. I wasn't confused by necessarily what was happening on the screen. I was confused by the way this movie structured narrative wise. Uh, so that was something, again, I wasn't a huge fan of. So that, the, that along with the narration itself were my two biggest issues with this movie. Uh, but I also do agree with your biggest negative, which is, I don't necessarily care about the lead when I probably should have more. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else? No, man, that's it for me. All right, well, let's rate this movie. What do you got? I'm on a 6.5. Um, it was okay. Like yeah. I said, I mean, it really didn't grab me like I thought it should have, so... Uh, yeah, I I'm at a six. Uh, I think I agree. It's it's an okay movie. I think that there's going to be plenty of people who are going to go in this and just, especially people who like Sorkin movies, and you have plenty of reason to. He's one of the most well-known writers working today for a reason. But I think that it was definitely you could definitely tell that this was his first time directing. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm like, oh, he can't direct. Like, I am very fascinated to see what he does next if he decides to direct more. I just think that this definitely felt like a first directing job. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, you want to move on, Ozzy? Yeah, we can go on to I, Tanya. Yeah, buddy. All right, so, I, Tanya. If you don't know what this movie is about, um, this movie is about Tanya Harding. And if you don't know who Tanya Harding is... I would encourage Google to get the full story or just go going to see this movie, but I will give you the recapped version of this. Uh, Tanya Harding was a Olympic skater or ice skater, and she is most well known for her involvement. What level of involvement depends on what you believe, but her involvement in the an incident involving Nancy Kerrigan, who was another um, Olympic figure skater, where someone came and broke Nancy Kerrigan's knee. Now, there's... Basically, everyone just knows that Tanya Hard Like, it's a common knowledge that Tanya Harding is involved, but a lot of people think that Tanya actually did it, which they actually reference in the movie, which I appreciated, that people actually think that that's what happened, and that's not what happened like even <laughs> even if you don't if, if you don't believe Tanya's that Tanya was completely innocent that's not at all what happened but that that's a basic story and she she was a very prolific skater even before before the incident she uh placed fourth at the Olympics in 92 I believe so yeah so she is um a rather rather infamous figure in the history of American sports and she's probably one of the most infamous figures in the history of American sports um and this movie is a dark comedy about her life basically it's based on again a book I believe that I believe she was at least partially wrote and also based on interviews with everyone involved so Ozzy, what did you think of I, Tanya? All right. Um, Starring Margot Robbie, by the way, which is probably the most important thing. <laughs> yes. Um, st starring uh, Margot Robbie, Sebastian Stan, and uh, yes. Alice and Janney. So watch for those three. Yes. Um, Alice and Janney, for those of you guys who don't know, don't know who she is. If you watch the show, Mom, she stars with Anna Ferris and Anna Ferris, however you pronounce her name. 
Um, and that's serious, so check that out if you guys want. Um, anyways, I thought the performances here were really strong. Yes. I definitely think that Allison Janney is going to be nominated for Best Supporting Actress. 100%. Yes. 100% believe it. I she think was her great. and Margot are the lead leading contenders for from this movie. Yes, opinion. I also loved. I'm also going to put Sebastian Stan up there because I believe that him and and Margot Robbie they had like this toxic relationship, and I just <laughs> yeah. loved seeing them on screen together because it was so funny, um, and it was so crazy. Yeah, I just just seeing them, you know, absolutely just work off of one another was just so really great, and I could actually. It's actually great to see Sebastian Stan play somebody other than the Winter Soldier because I love him as Winter Soldier. But just to see him play someone who's like, you know, who's completely different, who's awkward, completely different, who's awkward, but yet like has like this inner anger in him. I, I found it so like I was just finding like, wow, like that's great that you can actually play. Uh, that you could actually play him. And I found that very interesting. Um, I said I was going to make something after I said I was going to do something. Carlos, this movie is written by Steven Rogers. Oh, my gosh. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Oh, There's man. A guy out I was there. just about to look up the Steven person who wrote Rogers. the script. Yes. <laughs> uh, this guy is called Steven Rogers, and he plays him, and Sebastian Stan plays Bucky Barnes, which is <laughs> Steve Rogers' best friend. <laughs> so that's how I was going to be like his friend. Totally hooked him up. He's just like, hey, man, just, just come work for me, man. I got you a role. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I found that so crazy because I was sitting there. I was like, yeah, man, like who wrote this? Like who wrote this? And I said, Steven Rogers. And I was like, there's no freaking way. Like, I cannot believe like this happened. And yeah, Steven Rogers. So <laughs> um, I, was, I was mind blown. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I really did find the story kind of interesting, and I was kind of looking up the story while I was watching the movie. So I was like, huh, because I just like to, I like to learn. For me, like, I just like, I love history. Yeah. Um. So I just, I wanted to learn more about this story and everything, and and just see how it was executed and everything. And I think Margot Robbie does gives she probably fantastic. a career defining performance here. She does a really good job here, and just the chemistry that she has with not only Sebastian Stan, but with Allison Janney, with Julianne Nicholson, and and just so many more actors on here. I mean, I, I thought that I thought that she did a really great job. I did like the way that the story was kind of edited and put together, because yeah. um, it was it was like the older versions of themselves explaining the past, and I absolutely but all from their own perspectives. Which yes, is the best it, part? It was so unique yeah. too, because you'd also get like two. You also get like a side of Sebastian Stan and like a side of of Margaret Robbie. It'd be like, it's not how this happened. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> good. I loved it. And they'd even was, like break and kind of almost break the fourth wall during scenes and be like, "This is not actually what happened." And that <laughs> it was so great. And this is kind of like the polar opposite of like. Everything I just complained about with Molly's game and what made that movie not as good as it probably sh- could have been is what makes me love this movie. The nar- like the narration that goes throughout, they do a great job of interweaving it and it doesn't feel overpowering. And then also the way this movie is structured is awesome. <laughs> it's almost like pseudo documentary and pseudo like 
I, I don't know. Like, it feels really fascinating the way they put it together where you have these different perspectives constantly clashing. There's so much conflict throughout this movie, even in scenes that shouldn't have conflict. Like, they're talking about – when they're talking about Margot Robbie's character – or, uh, yeah, her character uh, and Sebastian Stan's character and their relationship together – like she would say he beat her and then he would say she beat him basically like you know you would just get these conflicting things and but then you'd see something and then they'd break character and you're just like you never fully know what to believe but they also do a good job of telling the story in a coherent way where you're like you still understand what's happening so i really appreciated the way this movie's put together and i Agree with you on all three of the performances you mentioned. I think Alice and Jenny and Margot Robbie are pretty close to being locks for this, for nominations. I think Alice and Jenny more so than Margot Robbie, I would think, is probably going to get a nomination. I think Sebastian Stan is on the edge. I don't know. He, it depends on a couple of other performances. We'll see how things go as we progress in award season. I think he's right there on the border of a nomination we will see um but all these performances basically in this movie are pretty solid there's a couple things nitpicks here and there which i'll get to but what makes me really love this movie and this might this is probably just more on a personal note and it's something fascinating that i found with this movie this movie if you look at how it's structured it's very much structured in its character arcs as a gangster movie it very you very much get this rise and fall of these characters and how all of these things and they get deeper and deeper into these poor decisions and stuff like that and it's a it very much plays like a gangster movie it very much feels like a character piece type gangster movie and the character arc is very similar in my opinion to one of my favorite movies and i'm going to again i'm going to reference it in goodfellas it's very similar to that character arc and it's one of my favorite arcs to explore it's the rise and fall aspect of a character who hit a all-time high which she did because i can't remember what the move is but her character uh tanya harding is before the incident with uh nancy kerrigan was most famous for being the only american to ever hit this specific move i can't remember what it's called on the ice triple so, axle the triple axle there you go and it was fascinating that was the high and she was at that point and and then you see her fall basically because of everything that happens and even before that you see a little bit of her fall and it's just a fascinating character arc and i really appreciated this as a character study but a character study with a wink because this is a dark comedy let's be very clear on that this is a comedic movie and i was really nervous going into this movie like how are you going to make this one of the strangest kind of really darkest moments in american sports how are you gonna make this a comedy and they pulled it off like this movie is pretty funny i was not expecting to laugh but they do a good job of making you kind of understand tanya harding as a person and see how we get to this point and see and in a way sympathize with her but in a way also kind of like not it's just it's really fascinating how they deal with her as a character yeah um, I found it very fascinating as well how they kind of handled her character yeah. and how they kind of made it from her perspective, um, which I found very ballsy. Yes. <laughs> I found it very ballsy to kind of take it from her perspective and not Nancy uh, Kerrigan's perspective. Um, this movie was directed by Craig 
Gillespie. And I'd mm-hmm. say I really do like the way he structured this film and then yeah. and how he put it all together. And um, I do like how we do see the fluctuation of time and this in this movie. I, I like I like the representation of the you know of the eighties and and going into the nineties. Yeah, I do like seeing how time was there. Again, I'm I love the history and I love I actually did like I enjoyed learning uh, about like some of the stuff that was going on because she had never done no one had ever done a triple axel. Yeah, and she was doing it. So it was interesting seeing that, and it was interesting. I do like the way that they shot a specific scene of her ice skating. Mm-hmm. Um, they caught it all in slow mo, and I really liked it. Um, just seeing her, just seeing the the ice skates kind of just go off the ice, and and just seeing how crucial just landing on that one foot was. I absolutely just liked that scene. It was really well done. Yeah. Um, probably going to be like one of the one of the best sports films in the in in, in this decade, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still have two years to go, but this was just one of the this is one of the best ones that we had. And I do like how we got just just kind of like her origin as to why she is the way that she is. Um, like she she's not the easiest character to like. She's yeah. just not. Um. But you're still rooting for her mm-hmm. because you see the hardship that she's gone through. And <laughs> yeah. that's something I – if I'm going to compare that to Jessica Chastain's character, I really didn't see that from <laughs> Molly's game. Um, we saw what she went through here. We we were rooting for her still. She's not a likable character, but you can tell that she cares for the sport. You can tell that she loves the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like I said, for me this is a career-defining um, – performance by margot robbie she did an excellent job and i do hope that she at least gets nominated yeah. because i think she really did, did an excellent job i do like the costumes in this movie i've been mentioning a lot of costumes in 2017 <laughs> the costumes in 2017 have been really good especially this this design and, and just how the hair how, how margot robbie's hair was done and and the wig of uh allison uh, james yeah. wig was just great <laughs> I, I absolutely loved it Um, I mean, they even played an interview with the actual mother, and she looks like a spitting image, (laughs) spitting image of her, and I absolutely just yeah, it did really well. Yes, but I will yes, but I will I will hunch and agree with you that Allison Janney just every time that woman was on the screen, your eyes were glued to the screen. She just did such a great job. I loved her performance. Um, I think she's gonna win. Honestly, if we're doing like an like an early Oscar nod. I think mm-hmm. she's gonna win. I think she did really great. I do like the screenplay. The screenplay, yeah, said, I agree. Written by Steven Rogers, he did a good job. He did a really good job. This might get nominated for best screenplay. So definitely look out for that. All right. Well, I guess we can move on to negatives unless there's anything else you want to talk about positive wise. No, man. Let's go. Let's go to negatives. All right. Well. Negative wise, uh, you kind of mentioned the time thing, a, a small little thing, and this it, it's it's always a weird thing when movies have to deal with this. But they were pushing it a little bit with making me believe that Margot Robbie was a fifteen year old at one point. <laughs> um, pushing it a little bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. It, it, again, it's not a huge thing. Um, the kid, the kid who played young, young uh, Tanya Harding. I'm trying to pull up her name here. Sure. I can pull it up. Um, yes, okay. This, 
I think she was fine. I don't think she was, like, bad or anything. Yes. uh, McKenna Grace. Yes. She... I was just more... I think this might be more disappointed because of expectations with her. Because as soon as I saw her, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Because if you remember, she was in that movie with Chris Evans. Gifted. Gifted. Which... The one thing I remember at that, about that movie is how good she was in that movie. And I think she's just okay in this movie. And that's kind of... That was a little bit more disappointment. Again, it's not like a super big negative that I'm going to hold against this movie. But it was just a little bit like, oh man, I wanted you to be great. And you're okay. Um, and then... And this is a weird one too. Bad. I think she was actually really good. I mean, there's I a scene with her. Okay. I don't know. Dude, especially with the father scene. I mean, she just had like a. She eh. just went all out in that scene. I, I liked it. I don't know what you expected from her. She eh. was only on screen for like a few minutes. I know. It, like I, I said, it's not a big I, deal. Even if. I like. Yeah, all right. Fair I'm enough. Uh, a, another small, a small thing that. Well, it's not. It's not really small, but it's a weird one. Um, the bodyguard. I wasn't like a huge fan of his performance. Uh, I thought he was, like, being really, really weird. But then they played the actual footage from the dude, and the dude's just weird. So maybe I'm just not a fan of that character. So it's not the performance, really. It's just, like, him as a person. It's just he's so off-putting and out there that I'm just like, okay, like, you're just a strange dude. And, again, he's playing the real dude, so it's hard. But at the same time, I'm just like, I wasn't a fan of what that character was at all. Um and that's a, I know it's a really weird one because it's based on like a real person, and they did show him. It's I almost felt like they included his interview just to show like th- he was playing the dude. This is how the dude actually talks. <laughs> um, like, and I'm just like I feel bad because like that's just oh man, he I was not a fan of him. And then they played him at the end. And I'm like really like a human being speaks like that. Okay, fair. Um, <laughs> uh, we talked about Allison Janney. Um, I think the movie loses a lot of its momentum when Alice and Janney gets less screen time. Because the movie gets to a point where we kind of go away from her storyline. And they even have a really funny aside where the the mom pops up and she's like, what the F are we, what are the F is going on? Like, we're getting away from my side of the story. And it was really funny because it was true. And it was honestly how I was feeling in the moment. I was like, all right, let's get back to the mom because she's awesome. Um, and I, I just feel like the movie pace wise just loses a little bit when we go away from her character a little bit. And I think the second half of the movie is not necessarily as good as the first half, just because we don't get as much as the, of the mom's character. And there's also something that's introduced to the mom's character later on that we never really explore why that happened. And I don't want to get into it because I don't want to get into the details, but I, I think you might know what I'm talking about. But we never explain why the mom does something that she does. And I feel like we needed that as well. So, uh, yeah. What, what negatives do you got, though? Um, when she was skating, sometimes it looked like it was somebody else doing. It. So <laughs> probably was, I don't know. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean, I just I wish I could tell that. So I wish kind of I have black points. If I can tell that it's like an extra. Yeah. Sorry. Um. I would agree with you on the person who played Sean. His name is Paul Walter uh, Hauser. Mm-hmm. He plays Sean. I would dock him. 
but he played him exactly how he is. Exactly. So it's so weird. <laughs> so it's I such get, a I weird gotta situation. Him, so I got to give him props. I got to give the man props. The guy did a great job with the performance. <laughs> I got to give the man props where he owes it, and he did a great job uh, performing it, so I can't really... I don't agree with you. I can't but isn't that so that. weird? Like, it's like, I didn't like at all what he was doing, and then you they play the actual footage at the end, and you're just like, really? Really? <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, yeah, like, I didn't like the character. I know, but, I mean, it's so he weird. Played, he played him, he played a spitting image of him. I, and know. I was like, damn. <laughs> Like, I, I can't knock points anymore. So crazy. I can. So yeah. you did a good job. It's crazy. Um, you did a really good job. You did a spitting image of them. Yeah. And I can't, I can't knock any points, buddy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think he did a good job. I just mm-hmm. had to go in there and defend him. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, what I, what I will say, what I will say is, um, I, I wish... I, I don't know. I, I wanted to get more of the of the kind of like the the kind of just like the. the I incident. wanted to explore more of like the like the conspiracy theories that went around like yeah. the, the the incident with, with Nancy Kerrigan. I mean, I just wanted to see more of the investigation. I want to say just because I feel like we didn't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was so. I feel like there was something there that we got. We could have explored, but we just they, they didn't hit it, so it kind of lost the momentum of the movie because you're just seeing Tanya basically just say, "I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on." So by that point, it was kind of just like an opinionated movie at that point, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Ah, oh, man! Like I wish we would have actually investigated it, you know." But I mean, I guess they had to do what they had to do. I mean, they can't really. Um, and, and the thing yeah. is, with with it, like, I, I actually, I had a different kind of response to that. You would think that that is what they would focus on because it's, like, wh- what the reason we're here, right? And they even say that in the movie. It's like, all right, now for what you're all actually here for, right? And I, I thought I would have that response. It's like, really? That's all we got? But they did a great job of making me kind of relate not relate i don't want to say relate but understand tanya harding as a character that i didn't necessarily care that we didn't get enough of it that i really just got i got what i needed to get out of that like it happened and they show us kind of the version of what these people say actually happened which was fascinating and then we get the backlash from it and kind of what her life became because of it and i appreciated that i i don't know i just i guess i guess because we ultimately got the epilogue kind of of what happened to tanya harding after the the incident with uh, nancy kerrigan i i guess it worked for me but but you know i don't know it's interesting. I wanted more. I mean, yeah, you know, just just seeing her and seeing her work added, and yeah. and, and 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 you know, seeing her with the dialogue, just seeing her and Sebastian Stan just exchange dialogue and everything, that was great. But you know, just all this, all the, just all the stuff that was going on around like mm-hmm. Nancy. Uh, I know. Yeah, I got. I get what you're was, saying. It just wasn't. I just felt underwhelmed, honestly, because they were kind of like hyping it up, especially, especially when you go like, 
okay, so like now, you know, you get into what <laughs> you've been waiting for. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about this. And then you don't get, like, you don't, like, I didn't feel that, I didn't feel that, like, I didn't feel that explosion that I guess I'm supposed to feel like, damn, like, this is crazy. And just, and I guess But it is from her perspective, so they're not, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I guess how it's also executed that particular that particular scene though, yeah. because I mean, you just see how it was executed, and it was like that's it. That's mm-hmm. how I felt like that... when like when it happened. I was just and I hate to belittle the situation, Nancy, but like <laughs> what the way they just shot that particular scene where he was just like he was in there, and he hit her. Like you don't even see. I mean, I don't even remember, but I don't even like. He just hit her with a baton once. Yeah, and then he left. Well, I was just like, it's funny because I think that's kind of a reflection about what people actually think of the event. Like everyone kind of does the op, you know, vilifies it and like, well, obviously vilifies it because it was a terrible thing. But everyone kind of imagines what they actually show you in the movie uh, in, like, a, a side scene where everyone just kind of pictures Tanya beating her with, multiple times with the baton. And it's like, that's not what happened. It was a simple boom, boom, boom. That was it. Um, I, well, I don't know. I guess, I I guess, guess it kind of worked. I, for... I guess I guess like it's yeah. also because of, like, what I read. Because it's just Fair. like, it's just like kind of just like, it's also just like, oh, like, well, I heard that, like, he really, like, messed up. I I, I thought I read... That he messed up both of her legs, that she couldn't perform. You know mm. what I mean? But I mean, I guess I was wrong. I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to go back and again. This is a very biased like, movie, too. Yeah, like, I mean, it's I clearly kinda, her I perspective. Wanna, yeah, I kind of want to reread the story um, again. But I mean, yeah. just like I guess how they execute. I guess like what I had read, and then like what I thought was going to happen didn't translate on scene. And I was just like, oh, yeah. So this is like. This is the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Fair. I mean, it sucks. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Like, it's not, it's not okay to ever do that. And that's not okay whatsoever. But I was just like, you know, like, this is the way the movie hyped it up. And I guess from what I, re- from what I read in, the, in an article, I mean, yeah. that's why I kind of mm-hmm. got this, like, idea. So I got you. Gonna, something else, something more dramatic probably was going to go down. But yeah. I just uh, wish we focused more on the investigation to an aspect. Because, yeah. I mean, I thought that was kind of interesting as well. I mean, especially Sean's involvement just with the F- yeah, I thought yeah. that. I mean, there was a scene. There was like the scene where he's getting interviewed, and I absolutely <laughs> loved it. It was funny. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. My, um, I, I guess the last thing I'll say, kind of in regards to this, and then I, I'm basically done. Um, ultimately, like I, I don't really have an issue with basically that aspect of it, just because I don't know. I guess her. In a way, Marco Robbie's best scenes and almost all of her best scenes take place after the incident. Uh, she has two scenes that I can think of that take place post the Nancy Kerrigan thing that are going to be in her Oscar reel. <laughs> like, and I guess that was compelling enough for me to kind of be like, I, I don't care that we didn't get enough of the Nancy Kerrigan situation. Like that, it was worth it in her again the impact of what it did to tanya which is something that people don't necessarily think about which understandably so but people don't think about it it was fascinating to me but again i get what you're saying so uh do you have anything else or you want to rate it oh that's for me man all right my rating for this movie uh man i i think this and this is another one of those situations, and it happens every year because we do our favorites list at the end of the year, 
and you know it it's clearly like we it's the best thing for us to do it's when people are releasing theirs it's the best way to keep up with it but this probably would have made it on my favorites list um i do think it's flawed because just because of the alice and jenny thing i think we needed more of alice and jenny of the mom in the movie i think when we get less of her the movie drops in quality a decent amount but the performances, the script, the way this movie's put together, this is a great movie through and through, and I'm giving it an 8.7 out of 10. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this movie a, a solid 8. I think it's a really good movie. I think it has really solid performances. I do think it's an interesting story. I do think um, the executed just getting, um, especially like her side of the story down and, and uh, also having us root for her as a character, Tanya Harding. I mm-hmm. thought they did a really excellent job. And again, the performances in this movie are really are really excellent, Oscar-worthy performances. So I'm giving this movie an 8. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to the last movie we're going to be talking about uh, tonight. It, or today, I guess, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, the last movie we're going to be talking about in this episode and what is probably the best of the bunch, Darkest Hour. And this is about Winston Churchill and his, basically the beginning of his term as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, or of Great Britain, I guess, or whatever. I always get confused on the proper term, but the Prime Minister. And basically what he has to deal with, especially, and we kind of do focus in on the Dunkirk situation. So... This movie, um, I I know that this movie has a bit of a reputation of basically being like it's Gary Oldman's performance, who he is excellent, which we will get to, I'm sure, as Winston Churchill. It's Gary Oldman's performance, and then an okay movie. I completely disagree with that sentiment. I think this is a fan freaking tastic movie that, in my opinion, should be Best Picture nominated with a fan freaking tastic performance by Gary Oldman. I don't agree with or even really understand the sentiment that this is just an okay movie with a brilliant performance. It's a brilliant movie with a brilliant performance, in my opinion. But, Ozzy, what what are your overall thoughts on this movie? I thought this movie was a really good movie. That had issues with some, like, some ways, some things were shot. Um, And maybe you can kind of elaborate with me and, like, like, what the terms are called when we get to our negatives. But... Overall, I do think this is a really solid movie. I thought this was a really good movie, and I actually really love this movie. Um, it's one of those situations where I was like, "Damn!" Like if I saw this movie like in before our top ten favorites, this would have been on it because it was really good. I was like, "I'm loving it because it's history." And like I said earlier in, today on the show, I love history. I'm a huge history buff. So seeing like so seeing this part of history and just seeing Winston Churchill. I really don't know that much about him other than like he was the uh, British prime minister mm-hmm. and that, you know, and, and, you know, he was a part of like, you know, the battle in, in world war two. Um, that's the only thing I particularly know about him. I really didn't know that he had a ton of people that did not want him as prime minister. I did not know that. So just finding out several things about, about, um, about him and, and learning more about who he was. I found that so intriguing and so refreshing. And I just love learning more about the things that really went on in that era. Um, for me, this is kind of, this is going to be a recommendation. Uh, and I told Carlos this as well. 
I do recommend that you do watch an earlier film that came out in 2017 called Dunkirk. It was directed by Chris, by Christian Nolan. I do recommend that you see that and you see this film because um, the two go hand in hand. And I wish that the two directors, I wish that the directors kind of, you know, you know, uh, switched, switched, just, you know, talk to each other about it because it was just talk to each other about it because I mean, it, it just goes hand in hand and, and a part of Dunkirk um, Dunkirk is not only referenced in the in Darkest Hour, a, a chunk of it actually revolves around Dunkirk, and you know just talking about the situation in Dunkirk. Um, but getting down to it, the script is going to get nominated. It better. <laughs> so that needs to. Um, there are some quotes here. I don't know if Winston Churchill said it for real. I don't know if if the if the, if the person who wrote the script. Uh, Anthony McCartan. Uh, I don't know if he. I don't know if he wrote some of these lines, but just the just some of this some of the dialogue in here is so just gritty, and it's just it's some things that stuck with me even after I left the theater. There is a line even in the trailer where Gary Oldman's Winston Churchill goes, "Can you stop interrupting me while I'm interrupting you?" <laughs> and I've never heard that so before. Good. I'm just like that's. <laughs> crazy i want to use that like, that's crazy um it's i gary oldman gives and this is the second time i say this like, career defining performance he does so well as winston churchill yeah. he needs to get nominated and the person who i heard he didn't gain an ounce like for this role so the person who did the makeup who did the costume design they need to get nominated like he yeah, if the makeup team she is not nominated, like what are we doing? <laughs> like, like exactly, like he needs to get nominated. Like they need these people need to be nominated yeah. for makeup because they did so well. Um, they represented this time era so well, and for me, this movie really just really made it. For first of all, it really just showed me that being the leader of a country is not something easy and i feel like some people yeah. take that granted i feel like some people just like oh like he's a president or like oh like he's a prime minister oh like he's this i really love how this movie really really made it seem that no it's not that he just commands that like he is responsible for so much and i really liked how we saw just the weight of how much he's carrying on his shoulders i like the fact that he is i love the fact that people were scared of what he was saying i just love seeing that um just seeing that standing up back in the day was considered something that was scary. And I absolutely love seeing that. Um, one of the things that it really made me learn in this movie was Britain was basically like the last hope in World War II. I mean, these were the guys that were just like, no, like we're not going to sit down. We're not going to sit down and like have a peace negotiation with Hitler. Like this is not okay. What he's doing is not okay. And we're going to stand up. We're going to fight. We're going to fight to the very end. And I absolutely found that extremely just inspirational, you know, just like standing there and trying to risk and risking it all. I found that very inspirational. Um, I mean, I felt that I was in this movie. I felt that I was there. Just the, the production design is also incredibly well done. I think they need to get nominated, too. I mean, just you go into the king's house and it's just so well done. 
Um, the costumes as well is just so well done. Um, Lily James, she does an amazing job in this performance. She just gives an amazing performance as well. She looks like she. What I noticed about I like her, her performance, film, she looks like Daisy yeah. Ridley. She, she kind like of does, Ridley, actually. A little um, bit. Yeah. But yes, I mean, I I did like her performance in this film. I mean, she does, and just kind of the 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 dialogue that she has mm. with Gary Oldman. I do think that these two do work well together. I think the fit between. I think um, the, my favorite dialogue in this in this movie clearly is between Stephen Delane. Um, who plays Viscount. For those of you guys who don't know who Stephen Delane is, uh, he's in Game of Thrones. He plays um, he plays a Baratheon. Uh, you know who he is, Carlos. Mm-hmm. He plays, um, I don't know, I don't know, I forgot the character's name on Game of Thrones. He's the one who's running for king. I don't know what his name is. Mm-hmm. Do you know his name? I can't, I, I can't think of it, so. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to look it up right now. Um, Stannis Baratheon. Oh, okay. Stannis Baratheon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, which, by the way, he doesn't. He gives an excellent performance as well. Um, again, I just, I absolutely love this movie when it just came to everything. And there is even a scene where Gary, where Gary Oldman went to Churchill, just goes and he talks to just like regular citizens. Man, it's just, that's the best scene in the movie. Period. Just, in my opinion, it's, it's just it's freaking so, great. It's just so great to see that he was a leader that cared about what his people wanted. Mm-hmm. That's what he cared for because that's he literally just went in there just to get what they wanted, just to see what they wanted. Yeah. He was asking them questions because at the end of the day, the leader of a country is just representing his people, and I really liked how that's that's the iteration that we got in this film, and I absolutely just loved it. It was just such a compelling story, mm-hmm. um, and I know I'm sorry, Carlos, for rambling on, but it, it was such a ram is such a great Dude, story. I could talk about this movie such, for a while, so you're good. <laughs> I know <laughs> it was just such an excellent film, and it's yeah. such a if if I'm going to compare it to to only the Brave, I mean, this movie did it again. Um, when it comes to me caring for caring for a topic and also caring for certain characters. And and also learning about certain things. I mean, this movie did that this year, and I think this is the second movie in the in the this in 2017 that really accomplished that. Um, you know, learning new things and and being able to walk away from a movie and kind of being breathtaking and just saying, "Wow, like I can't believe that this happened," and just learning about it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very intriguing. And this is the second film this year that that 20 in 2017 that did it, and um, for that, for me, it stands out. Um, it's it goes along with Only the Brave, and Only the Brave was, if you guys don't know, it was my number one favorite movie of the year. So this one would have been definitely in my top ten. Um, so yeah. take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, Gary Oldman is obviously what everybody's talking about with this movie. He's going to get nominated. I want so badly, and I think I mentioned this on a, on a previous podcast briefly, I want so badly just to call the race and be like, he's winning. Like, it's over. And people basically have been doing that since they saw this movie. The kicker is that we still have a movie that has not gone wide yet that has what is one of the two arguably greatest actors of all time still that we haven't seen yet. So I can't do it in good conscience because we still have a Daniel Day-Lewis movie coming. So I can't. But, man, he's he's going to be nominated, no question. Like, it's just going to happen. Will he win? We'll see. I have to see the Daniel Day-Lewis movie first before I can say that with any confidence. 
I'm so glad that you love the script for this movie because it is great. And I know there's going to be tons of people who come out of this movie and go, oh, man, that was really boring. And I, I get it to a certain extent, but and on the other hand, I don't. It, this movie is completely fascinating, and the dialogue in this movie, yes, it's thick, but, jeez, it is good, good stuff. There's great stuff in there. It really is well written. Um... And you really, what the movie does best, and this falls on the director in my opinion, is you really feel the weight of this situation, of this story, of everything that's going on. The movie is constantly reminding you how much pressure there is right now and how much, uh, how many eyeballs were on this specific situation and this specific time for England. And this prime minister, a prime minister that was not necessarily loved by a lot of people, um, at first at least. Obviously, he's become kind of um, iconicized at this point, or people people basically everywhere admire Winston Churchill. Um, but at first, it wasn't necessarily the case, and it's fascinating. And that train scene is the best scene in the movie, and there's a couple of scenes that are really, really powerful like that. And I... I really do love this movie. I think it is a Lincoln-esque movie. I think Lincoln is still probably better. But this is up there. It is really, really good. And in my opinion, it is one of the best movies of the year. It's really, really good. Um, do you have anything else you want to really dive into? I know we could probably talk about this movie for a while. But you wanna, <clears throat> do you want to go negatives? Um. Yeah. Um, what do you got? Just because I just feel like they could have, I just feel like the directors, Joe Wright and Christopher Nolan could have talked something out because <laughs> I feel like some of the scenes in Dunkirk needed to be in the film because they're talking about Dunkirk and I feel like people we don't, don't really, it, and I'm yeah. not saying that it's the film's fault, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because at first, like, I didn't even know what the Battle of Dunkirk was. I have never heard of it. <laughs> Me either. Until yeah. this year when I saw the movie Dunkirk. So I wish that we would have gotten, like, I wish, that's why I wish those two directors had spoken, because I was, if I was Joe Wright and I knew Nolan was directing a film called Dunkirk, because every time Nolan directs a film, like, it's, like, a huge thing, mm-hmm. I would have been like, dude, like, can we, like, collaborate a little <laughs> bit? Because oh. <laughs> it's just, it's just crazy, because Nolan did such a great job in that movie, and it's one of the best films of the year, Dunkirk is, it's a fact. Um, in defense of that, I will say that they do a good job including a scene with Lily James's character where they basically explain exactly what's going on at Dunkirk. Now, we don't see it, and that would have been probably more effective. I agree with you. But they do do a, they do a good, pretty good job explaining yeah, what's going I don't, on. I don't, feel, I don't feel that we as an audience are going to really know the gravity of the situation. We only know the gravity of the situation at home. Mm-hmm. And that's why I really recommend Dunkirk. Because <laughs> Dunkirk, you see and you feel the grittiness of that situation. You're just like, holy crap. Dunkirk, still like, the best movie these to be in my opinion. The, <laughs> these guys need to get the hell out of there. Like, that is insane. Yeah. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you... I would recommend that you guys see Dunkirk because like it is just so good. And I, like I said, I wish that these two directors would have collaborated just a little bit, just just allowing some Nolan scenes to be featured in this film. Um, as well as I didn't like the shots. Now there are some shots that they kind of took 
from the sky and it looks like you're looking down at a plane. I did not like those shots, Carlos. I don't know what those shots are specifically okay. called. Um, do you know what they're called by any uh, chance? Not necessarily. I, I saw this video a little bit ago, so I'm trying to think of the shots you're talking about. But Like, uh, there's a shot where he's going to go visit some of the, like, I guess some of the some of the camps, like some of the army camps that he, mm-hmm. he has. And um, you just kind of, and he's looking at it from like his plane. And it just looks weird. I just don't like the way it was shot. It kind of took me out of the movie. A okay. Bit. Um, I don't know if you remember that scene. Yeah, like, I, I'm kind of thinking of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know what that shot is called. I don't know if it's called like a know. pinhole shot. I don't know what it's called. But I mean, there's just, I didn't like how that how those, how those scenes were necessarily shot. Okay. Um, every time it was like kind of like a war scene that you got to saw a little, that you got to see a little bit. Um, and look, I get it. It's not, it's not based. It's not, it's not the film's focus. It's right? not a war movie, yeah. But if you're gonna show it, I feel like you need to have a little bit more. Especially about how great everything else was in this movie, mm-hmm. I felt that they should have put more invested in 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 some of these scenes, especially just how mm-hmm. just just captured just just by how the cinematography really captured the land like it would caught it from like an overview. I really wish that we caught it more of like a like you know that we were actually there that we were actually seeing some of this mm-hmm. stuff go down in fruition. So that was like my biggest negative. Yeah. Um, those scenes really didn't catch me. You know, every time those scenes were going down, what I did to make it feel more current was I just reimagined some scenes in Dunkirk. <laughs> uh, that's what I did. I was just yeah. like, I don't like how this is shot. So like, let me Nolan snap on. <laughs> so that's what I did. Um, yeah. That's probably like my biggest negative. Okay. Um, a little side negative. I wish we got a little bit more dialogue between him and his wife, just because like they. The wife like, is you, actually on my negatives too. Yeah, because you know we see. We see that they have history. Clearly, they're married, but she's not there. Like for I, me, like I, I wish think, that we just got more dialogue. From I her. think it might be a little bit of a chemistry situation. I, I think I, I can't tell. Like, I, I don't know anything about Churchill's wife, so I, I don't know if she's playing her really well or whatever. But I think it might have been a little bit of a miscast situation. I think she's okay. Like she's not like dragging the movie down or anything. She's not all bad um, by any means, but. I don't know. She, whenever we cut away to her, I'm like, okay. And then it's just the scene's over, and that's like whatever. They're the they're the least impactful scenes for me. Um, and another character I do want to talk about, and I completely agree with you on the performance with Lily James. I love Lily James. I think she is one of the more underrated actors working or actresses working right now. I think she is really, really good, and she has proven that over and over again, in my opinion. But I think they overused her character a little bit. She is definitely a character who is supposed to be kind of the audience, where we get a lot explained through her, and we're also seeing things through fresh eyes because we're following her character at times. But at times I just felt like, I don't think we necessarily need your character. Like, we would cut to conversations with her and Churchill, and just like, okay, like, they're interesting enough, but I, I don't know if we necessarily needed that um throughout i i think we could have done with a little bit less of her character and th- listen i'm really nitpicking here uh, <laughs> this is a great movie it's it's really really good um i'm nitpicking the only other thing and this is this is one that i'm arguing with myself constantly it's the movie feels like it's stagnant sometimes where it's kind of just the plots just kind of sitting around 
like, and we're just kind of like waiting a lot of the movie. But ultimately, I feel like that's the point. Um, we're kind of like, that's the point of the story. Like, it's a lot of waiting and a lot of just standing firm and standing strong. I mean, you, I mean, but it, you have to with this film. Exactly. It's just because, exactly. I mean, you got yeah. to because so it's I'm kind of the with issue. I mean, you have, yeah. you have people, you have people on opposite ends here. And yeah. like, I'm not trying to spoil the movie for you. This is like historical facts. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, you have people that didn't want to necessarily continue the war with Germany. They always wanted to. Throwing his hell yeah. already. They're just like, dude, let's just negotiate with this guy. This guy's going to win. And they had to show it. So I, I, I agree. I agree. Sacrifice. Yeah, like they don't want to sacrifice like all these people. Like They just don't. Let them live. And Carolyn's like, look, man, like I don't want to either. But like we <laughs> got to fight. We yeah. have to. Like we do not negotiate with dictators. And there is this, there is a line in there which Gary Oldman delivers so powerful. And he's just like. How many times do we have to learn this lesson? How many times? How many times are we going to let a dictator get away with this stuff? How many times? And that was just so powerful. And I absolutely, yeah. there were just lines in this movie that just impacted me, man. And I don't know if you felt the same when you were oh, in the theater. But these, they're like, just some, like, I want to see this movie again. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, some lines in here just, it just stuck with me. And it just, it really impacted me. And it kind of made me look at, like, you know, today's, like, some of the stuff that's going on in a different light. I mean, and it's crazy how this man, nobody wanted this man in office. Not even the king himself wanted this man in office. Um, And this man, this man was just, this man had to push Britain to be the, kind of to be the last hope of World War II. Yeah. Um, and then everybody started slowly just saying, you know what, dude, you're right, man. You're really right. Like we have to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. And this movie, again, this is for me, like, a, like, an, like only the brave situation where I care for like these characters yeah. and you, you just leave the theater, um, just in awe. And again, I mean, this movie was really well done. And fortunately I wished, and I'll agree with you on, 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 uh, Lily James, if they would have taken Lily James out just a little bit, if we, if we got more dialogue between him and his wife. Um, that could have balanced it out, yeah. They could have balanced it out because I would have liked to see some dialogue there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did get a little bit of dialogue um, where she was talking to him about some stuff, which I found that was a good scene. It was a mm-hmm. good scene. It was good dialogue, but I wish we got more of it, you know? Because mm-hmm. she, you know, she has to hold everything down, and she yeah. is... She is an important character because that's his wife. Yeah. And she had to she had to deal with some things too. She had to deal with some stress too. Mm-hmm. And we did see some stuff that she was going through that he had that he had just forgotten about just because he's dealing with the weight of the country. But yeah. she has to hold down the house while he's dealing with the country. So it's still I wish we would have gotten more of her story as well. I feel like she she is also a compelling character and a really interesting character. Maybe we'll get a movie about her years yeah. to come. I don't yeah. know. But because um, we did get a movie about Jackie, which True. came out in 2016, so maybe we get a movie about her someday. But um, this was a really great movie, man. And I'm yeah. giving this movie a 9.3. This movie was really freaking good. I absolutely love this movie. This movie would have been one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely my favorite. Uh, we are basically in lockstep. I mean, I am a little lower than you. I'm at a 9.2. Now, I this is this is a brilliant movie in my opinion. It's one of the best of the year. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, there's not too much else to say. I will say this, um, with in regards to how much you uh, like this movie, 
this just makes me think even more. And this is not like, I'm not saying, why haven't you watched this yet? Um, at all, like, because I certainly have the shows that I need to watch, but you need to watch The Crown, dude, <laughs> because The Crown is so good. It deals a lot of the, a lot of the back end of, uh, Churchill's, uh, time as, uh, prime minister. And John Lichtow, who played Churchill in The Crown, he actually won the Emmy last year for his work as Churchill. And I just find it fascinating that we could have, Lichtow wins the Emmy for his work as Churchill, and then we could very likely have Oldman winning the Emmy for his work as Churchill in the, or winning, not the Emmy, the Oscar for his work as Churchill in the movie. Well, who, do you think, who do you think gave a better performance? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, I'd probably go Oldman, but it's close because Lichtow, he does, that was an Emmy. It wasn't like, uh, oh yeah, he, he, he definitely could have won that. I can see them. He deserved that Emmy. He like, it, there was no other choice in my opinion. He was fantastic. And that makes the Oldman performance even more impressive in my opinion, because he not only had to play one of the most iconic figures in British history, but he had to follow a great performance of that iconic figure basically last year <laughs> like he had to follow one the very next year so it's it's fascinating and um, pretty impressive as well so i quite enjoyed um oldman's performance and he is an underrated actor he has been doing a lot of character stuff for a long time and to see him finally get a role where he's going to get appreciation for it is great so yeah i mean I, I still need to watch it. Um, I mean, there's like another movie that I even want to give another shot, which is Lincoln. It's, a, it's that's directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess because I watched that, I watched that when I was like probably like 17, you know, mm-hmm. 17, 16. So I really didn't appreciate some of the things that I appreciate now, you know, mm-hmm. like cinematography, script writing, editing, and um, so I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll like that film more. And especially, it's just the thing is with the show though, I only watched the pilot episode. And then grab me. Of but, the I mean, crown? I, I, I need the elite. Yes, I just need, Ooh, but I need to. I freaking love the crown. didn't grab me. It didn't grab me. But I do agree, I at least need to watch the full, like, at least the first full season. Yeah. Um, At least that, just so I can at least get an idea. I do love Narcos. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's something historical that's going on. That's something that happened. Um, But yeah, I mean, I do, I do, I, I, get, I don't know. I mean, for me, I guess I don't know. I mean, the thing that this movie did is just I don't know if it was the performances, man. He just gave such an amazing performance as well. Yeah. But I do need, I do want to watch uh you really need to get me interested in, in Lithgow's performance. I mean, if he did play so cuz I forgot that he did play Churchill. So I kind of want to rewatch the pilot episode and, and it's fascinating because it's the back end of his uh time as prime minister. So it's it's a completely different angle to it because we got the beginning of it in this movie and we get the end of it in the first season so it's it's fascinating yeah all right uh well whew, uh this is gonna be another long one uh, but it is what it is we had three fascinating movies to talk about and three movies that very well could yield some um oscar nominations so they deserve and all, and, some of and, our time all these stories are based on true stories. Which um, might say and, something and two, about Oscar movies. <laughs> like, maybe they're all kind of, like, uh, predictable. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Because if, we also have I some ever, original movies that are going to yeah, get Yeah, I mean, nominations. if I ever do, like, if I ever do get an Oscar, like, if I ever do get the opportunity to direct or star in an Oscar movie, 
I want to do something original. <laughs> not that I have nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with you doing something historical. There's nothing oh, wrong. Yeah. I highly I mean, respect it. As some of the great best movies of the year are historical. Do. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I highly even encourage you to do so. But <laughs> I like seeing original work more. Mm-hmm. You know, Arrival, Manchester by the Sea. Those were some of the greats last year. Sing Street, 2016. I mean, these are all 2016 releases. Um, and I hope we get a little bit more of that this year. I know this year, which I'm excited for, we're actually getting some great animation, which I'm actually really excited yes. for this year because, to be honest, animation kind of died in 2017. <laughs> it was a rough um, year. Yeah. It was a really bad year. I mean, I would say it died, except for the, with the exception of Coco. Yeah. Pretty much it died. I actually <laughs> saw a silent note. Um, Dennis showed me a silent note, a silent voice. That's what it's called. It's an anime. It's, a, it's an animation. It's a 2017 animation. Um, and I don't know if that's getting nominated. But um, interesting. Chris Stuntman actually, actually, it was on his honorable mentions, I believe, of, of his like top fifteen. But um, yeah, I was like, oh crap, I didn't, I didn't know that. So, All I, right. I, yeah, um, but yeah, definitely check out. Definitely, my recommendation is Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Watch Dunkirk. If you guys are going to watch Darkest Hour, I would recommend watching Dunkirk um, because Dunkirk does have a, they reference Dunkirk a lot in this movie. I would say for at least a third of this movie, a third or close to a half of this movie just revolves around just getting those men out of Dunkirk. Uh, just even if you guys don't even know about Dunkirk, I would even still suggest watching Dunkirk. I mean, it was just an excellent uh, film, one of the best of the year. Uh, it has some of the best cinematography all year. I can't say the best because Blade Runner 2049 Oof, had that. Gorgeous. But before then, before Blade Runner 2049 came out, what had it solid in my mind was Dunkirk. Excellent cinematography, excellent acting, um, and you just see the grittiness and the and just the severity of the situation. So definitely, I recommend Dunkirk. All right, um, my recommendation. Uh, okay, I could do one thing. All right, I'm going to do it, but I don't want to start a huge conversation about it because we are running really late. So I'm just going to say this. Uh, Logan, the um, noir version, the black and white version, it's really good, and uh, the frick, the the black and white element really adds to it. I I really like. I wasn't expecting it to add too too much, but I quite enjoyed it. And you would think, because Logan was a very well shot movie, and it's very beautiful, and you would think that making it black and white would kind of maybe take away from it, but it really doesn't. I quite enjoyed the black and white version, and I will say I'm coming around a little bit on this movie. I think it is up there with the greats of the comic book movie genre um but i will say i do still have a slightly i don't know if this is an unpopular opinion because i know a lot but i know a lot of people are like pushing for patrick stewart for supporting i still don't want to do that i would say that if you're going to get anything from this movie give it to jackman because jackman was fantastic in that movie but uh just watch watch the logan noir version i think yeah, I mean, I think I think if it was, I mean, he he played in two movies this year, and it was The Greatest Showman and and Logan. If I'm going to give him an Oscar performance or at least a nod, it would be for Logan. It's Logan, yeah. Uh, especially especially that that last scene with with his daughter, I was like, oh, I was I was crying. I was like, damn it, Logan. Um, I <laughs> I was sobbing, so I definitely give it to Logan. Yeah, but. All right, Carlos, where can people find you in social media, man? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shuri456, and make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and the website as well, so check all that out. 
Awesome. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Um, I also just got on Letterboxd today, so you guys can see what yeah, I see buddy. and everything. Um, me too. I know. I know. I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten in a while. Uh, check us out on YouTube. 2018 New Year. Woo! <laughs> new content. <laughs> new, new year, new content. New content. New year, new content. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited for some reason about a YouTube channel. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, also check out the content on the website. Our writer is doing some great stuff there. Check that out. Um, and yeah, check us out. Um, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out everything I just said. Guys, this is Screen Talks.